Hi friends, this is Andy from She's a Super Geek, and we're going to do something a little different today. Things are a little weird. Senda and I are both under COVID-19 stay-at-home orders, as I'm sure many of you are as well. And we wanted to take a moment and say thank you. Thank you to all of the essential workers, keeping people healthy, keeping people fed, and keeping things clean. And to all of you non-essential workers, we'd like to say thank you for staying home. Thank you for doing your best to reduce the curve. We hope this episode will help everyone deal with some of the stress and the worry that's happening. All of our circumstances are different. All of our stories are different. And all of the stories during this episode will be different. And after we're done... I'm going to invite you to share your experiences of this episode with the hashtag SASGstories. So if you can, get comfortable and close your eyes. If you're driving or on a treadmill, please obviously don't close your eyes. But everyone take a deep breath in and let it out slowly. Relax your eyebrows. Take the tongue off the roof of your mouth. Relax your shoulders. Relax your stomach. We're going to play a game together. A story game. Listen to the words and imagine the story in your mind's eye. You can choose from the various options that you'll, will be given to you or anything else that your mind centers on. Let's begin. You are an adventurer, either by desire or circumstance. You have been journeying for many days. We see your foot step out of the brambles and into a clearing. What kind of shoes are you wearing? Are they muddy leather boots? Maybe silver armored shoes? Or lovingly mended hand-me-downs? The second foot lands, shoulder-width apart from the first. The midday sun gleams in our eyes as we look up your leg. Are you wearing trousers made from deer skin? A brightly patterned skirt? Or maybe it's a robe? Up your waist, do we notice you're wearing a practical belt of hempen rope? A sheathed sword that has seen many battles before. Pockets and pouches full of magical items. We look up your chest and arms. Is your armor dingy with spring pollen? Or your fine silk tunic, lovingly embroidered, torn from climbing through thorns? Are your hands soft or calloused? Before we can see your face, we see your silhouette standing, overlooking ruins in the valley below. 
we hear the crystal leaves of this magical forest chiming in the cool spring wind. What do we notice that you have? A staff? A backpack? A longbow? Finally, we swing around from the silhouette to see your strong profile. Are you exhausted from travel? Happy to finally find these ruins. Can we notice any tattoos or piercings? Is your hair rumpled or maybe plaited to keep out of your face? Does stress haunt you? However you are feeling, you have arrived at the ruins of an ancient castle, rumored to be plagued with ghosts and hiding many secrets. You are searching, but for what? A spirit to tell you the truth? Fantastically fabled treasure? A totem to claim your birthright? Only you know. You were warned, though. You see a flash of the Swamp Witch's face who told you a correct path to take after you released her from a witch hunter's trap. When the trees turn to silver and the leaves make music, that is where Dunyanta keeps slumbers. Beware the scarlet tears. No one knows what happened to Dishyanta Keep. Before following the path that took you to the Swamp Witch, you sought out storytellers and historians, all who had the same tale to weave. Things were fine. And then a merchant caravan that regularly stopped at Dushyanta arrived to find the gates locked and the city in ruins. No hint of the hundreds of people who lived there. No footprints, no animals, and no magical residue. They didn't even bother exploring the city. The caravan kept moving, choosing to spend nights out in the dangerous forest, then risk whatever happened to Dushyanta happening to them. A few other folks have come around in the past hundred years. Looters who found nothing of value. Artists who tried to capture the melancholy of a city stopped in time. Archaeologists who left just as confused as they came. And now you, brave adventurer. The winding path descending into the castle yard seems to hold no danger. You marvel as you cautiously descend. This was truly a kingdom within a walled castle. Cautiously, because it's better to be prepared than to be sorry, you move down. Much of the stone and metal still stand, if not in the same place they were a hundred years ago, then close by, as rubble. At the gates, you're able to get through the iron bars made to keep out all intruders. Do you whisper a spell? Do you kick a weak place in those iron bars? Do you shoot a grappling hook over the watchtower and pull yourself up? Well, you're in. Was that really so hard? The main road should take you to the entrance of the castle proper, so you should follow it. 
Remnants of everyday life catch your eye. Graffiti carved into walls in a language with symbols you don't understand. Pottery shards. Rotting merchant stalls that once carried all kinds of goods. You feel a slight breeze on your neck and swiftly turn, some weapon in your hand, only to see a large sparrow landing on a post near you. Is this just your imagination, or have you you not heard any birds since you entered the city? Maybe you've just been too enraptured with what's going on around you to pay attention to your other senses. You convince yourself that, of course, animals would live in ruins like these, and this sparrow is nothing to concern yourself with. You ignore the small voice in the back of your head, telling you to leave this place. The closer you move to the castle, the more saturated colors become. It feels like something is playing a trick on your eyes. You see whispers of movement and whirl, only to find nothing there. Not even a bird this time. Can you even trust these senses? In the corner of your eye, you see the hazy outline of a person you think moving. You stop. You don't look but you concentrate on that corner of your eye, on that movement. What is this person doing? Trying to sell wares to invisible passers-by, dancing to an unheard melody, or just going about some personal business. They are, or it is, moving closer to you. Do you panic? Do you try to move? Do you look straight at it? Something brushes your skin, and for the slightest moment you hear crowds of people, horses, ringing of blacksmith hammers, then it's gone. Your heart is pounding. Your stomach is churning. Something is wrong here. Is it you? You have been traveling for many days without much sleep and meddling in powers far beyond yourself. Or is it this place, is it? Dushyanta, keep. A word escapes your trembling lips. A single word. What word is it? <laughs> oh, of course. That word. Of course you would choose that word. You draw yourself up and ready your wand or sword or bow. You have to get through this and come out the other side. Your mind dwells for a moment on the reason you're here. You move forward. Is it a confident stride or a cautious sneak? The doors to the castle are thrown wide open. They are made of metal. So although not as shiny as they would have once been, they are the same as when Dushyanta went silent. The doors tell the story of the keep, the ruling family who established the boundaries, the patron goddess who blessed the crop fields, 
the traitors who brought wealth and prosperity. It's the Royal Hall. It's a long, open space. Only chains remain of what would have been banners. Only a marble floor hath buried in dust and dirt tells of dignitaries and balls. Only a throne speaks of the forgotten queen. The room is dotted with bright sunlight and highlights of colors. Most of the windows are broken, but a few of the stained glass still remain. A painting remains on the wall. What is it like as you pass? Is it historical, triumphant, or maybe personal? Personal to someone who hasn't been here in a long time. Then you notice footsteps. Human footsteps. Well, probably human footsteps. They come from a side door and lead to the faded red velvet steps ascending to the throne. There are three tiers of red velvet before one reaches the level of the gilded throne. You stand at the bottom of these steps and see something on the cushion. It wasn't visible when you came in. Or maybe it wasn't there when you came in. But you can't get a good look at it, and you're smarter than to just pick something up without knowing what it is. So you set your foot down on the first step. And whoosh! Bells are ringing, birds are screaming, the earth is quaking beneath your feet. A trap, your mind tells you. So you grab whatever is on the throne and you stow it somewhere safe on your person as you run and you trip. You hear metal creaking and a deep rumbling. And then a roar. Your blood runs cold as heavy thuds of bestial feet pound up towards the sunlight, and it fills your ears. Is this one creature, or is it many? How could they have survived a hundred years in a deserted castle? Were they under a spell, or native to the area, or... You shake yourself out of your thoughts and run. Run, adventurer! back down the castle stairs, past the place where you saw the ghost, through the market stalls, frightening a sparrow as you leap past it. They're coming, but they're not right after you. They seem confused, snuffling to catch a scent. You take out something to mask your spell. Someone gave this to you not that long ago, just in case. You see their face and almost run into the outer wall of Dunyasha Keep. You open the bottle, and the powder goes over your head, or the liquid splashes down your front. A call. They've caught your scent. More liquid. More powder. Protect yourself. Back out the gates and up the winding path, panting. Find somewhere safe to hide. Do you climb a tree? Do you magic invisibility? Do you run through water to further protect your scent? And finally, you realize 
Nothing is chasing you. The noises are all distant now. You wait. You wait a few moments. And then you creep back to the ledge that overlooks the valley. Something is moving inside the ruins. You don't know what. And you don't want to stick around to figure out if that thing can leave. Go! You've left the keep. You might just have done it. You clutch the item from the throne to ensure it's still there as you turn. And hastily, breathlessly, leave. We hope you enjoyed episode 131 of She's a Super Geek, an episode we're calling Something Different. Share your experiences of this adventure under the hashtag SASG Stories. We'd love to hear who your adventurer was, what they were looking for, and how they handled the final beast or beasts emotionally. Our theme song is Rock and Roll Play Baby by Kieran Strange. Find more music, tour dates, and merchandise online, kieranstrange.com, or on Twitter, at Kieran Strange. You can find more about Sass Geek on our website, sasgeek.com, or on Twitter at sasgeekpodcast. We hope that you're all doing well. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you in two weeks for our next adventure.